you know, tomorrow morning at four in the morning, we're jumping in the car and then we're going to drive. And then from there, we're going to go to the, to the park with the things. And then we're going to have the dinner with the family. And then we're going to go back to the movies with this thing. And then we're going to go to the other person's thing here. And now it's 12 o'clock at night. And, and the kids, kids are screaming, they're throwing fits and you're yelling at them because you can't get them to stop and just behave. And they're exhausted. Yep. But tomorrow you get up and do the same thing starting right. at six in the morning because you don't want to miss out. And so you have to do one more fun thing and you pack every stinking moment of every stinking day because again, you don't want to miss out. Right. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. Who are we? We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, eight tips to survive the family holidays. There it is. Was that better? That's the right uh, way. No, the other way is going to be better. <laughs> You're oh, welcome. I hope, I hope no one listens to the bloopers. You can oh, thank Paul man. to this week for the bloopers. You're pretty weird. No, I'm <clears throat> not. I'm just highly sensitive. That is true. All right. Do we need to turn <clears throat> the heater off? Is that going to be too No, noisy? that'll be fine because it's freezing in here. <clears throat> and We'll have a little bit of background noise. I'll be too. chattering. I'll be talking like this because I'll be so cold. Do that again. <laughs> talking like this because I'll be so cold. Oh. See, you're cold too. I you, am. I'm it trying is, to keep you warm. It's chilly in here. I'm trying to keep you warmer. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate it too. We're going to talk about surviving the holidays. We are. Let's actually, let's come up with a stronger, better um, introduction. This is the time of year where my business increases as a counselor. You know why? Um, can I guess? Yeah. Uh, probably because the holidays. Yep. And holidays family dynamics and... business. Yeah, I bet they do. Yeah. Family can drive you crazy. Even though you're supposed to love them and they're supposed to love you. Uh, I think it'd be fair to say that uh, so much uh, stress and unresolved conflict and tension and crap shows up at the holiday season. It does. And so we thought it would be nice to um, provide a how to survive the holidays Christmas special. <laughs> I think that's a good one. Should we call it a Christmas special? A Christmas special. A Christmas special Our podcast. Our Christmas gift to you. <clears throat> People aren't very proactive when they go into the holiday season. They tend to be a lot more reactive because right. they don't want to disappoint people. They they feel conflicted and torn between your family, my family, right. Great Aunt Marge's expectations, right. um, step parents who are in there, um, kids' needs, your needs, travel plans, financial stress. Yeah. All those things. <clears throat> are it's a wonderful season to bring joy and happiness right. into your lives. Well, and and the the other thing that happens is. Is because we're so busy yeah. as a society just doing life in the moment or maybe even if you're not in the moment but just doing life and especially if you work and you have kids yep. that the holidays come up really quick before you yeah. have even had a chance to think about them yep. and here they are on you and then all of the stress of holidays is on you before you've had a chance to even prepare or be um, proactive about yep. what to do when they come along. So we're going to go through eight, not rules, eight tips, eight ideas, ideas. Um, on how to survive the holidays. And if you implement all eight of these, we guarantee you in writing, you know, this is a podcast. <laughs> Boy, that's. We guarantee in writing that your holidays will become better. 
Now I'm going to put a little caveat. Yeah. That doesn't mean you'll have less conflict. Right. But it means that this will be the beginning to start uh, creating a holiday season that actually works for you. Right. And creates less stress in the long run. Right. But when you start changing things. The first year might be a little. People get hurt feelings. They get disappointed. um, They think that you are horrible, terrible people because you put boundaries in place. And it takes a while to um, train these people. I have a phrase I use all the time, which says, we teach others how to treat us by the way we treat ourselves. ourselves. We teach others our family, how to treat us by the way we treat ourselves. And so this is actually eight tips on on how to put boundaries in place and how to treat yourself during the holiday season that eventually will teach everyone else around you right. how to relate to you better so that you can have the holiday season of your dreams. Yeah. So what's the first one? Uh, the first one is pick who you're going to say yes to. Yep. There are so many people that have expectations again we just went through the list you have parents you have uh, grandparents you have different sides of the family you have step parents you have a spouse you have children and so this is going to be common sense you've heard this over and over and over again but you cannot please everybody you can't do it so stop trying and we've tried it doesn't work you're going to drive yourself crazy and and stop it just knock it off instead Give yourself permission to say, I can't please everybody. I just know that that's not going to happen. And that does not make me a bad person. I don't have enough time, energy, money, effort, attention to make everybody happy. And And, so I'm okay. And this one was a hard one for you when we were first married. No, this one was super easy for me. I never had a problem with this ever (laughs) in my life. Oh, well, I must be remembering something very different. Someone very, very different. (laughs) I must have been married to someone else in my younger years. <laughs> <laughs> this one was the big one for me because I I learned never, ever inconvenience, bother, disappoint anybody else. And so I try to say yes to everybody and try to find a way to make it happen. And, and it only led to conflict and tension in, in my, in, within myself and between you and me. And between the two of us because oftentimes you're saying yes to other people. Yeah. left me feeling like I wasn't important and that yeah. they were first. Exactly. And so that caused a lot of conflict between us. So yeah. so here's where the rub comes in. I might have a whole list of people that I want to say yes to, and you might have a whole list of people that yeah. you want to say yes to, and they ain't the same list. Right. So what we suggest is actually sitting down proactively, pick a date night and go out to a nice restaurant and sit down and go, okay, who are all the people in our lives that we're going to have to say yes or no to? Right. And you, again, my parents, your parents, grandparents, step parents, um, kids, best uh, friends. Best friends um, yeah. And you actually have to create this list and now start looking at, okay, I want to say yes to them. Well, if we say yes to them, we can't say, we have to say no to these people, but I don't want to say no to them. And you guys have to be on the same page first. And if you use that moment to then start fighting for, well, I want this and you have to give up that, then that's going to be a crappy date night. That's going to be <laughs> right. just not a whole lot of fun. Instead, you move into, okay, you want to say yes to these people. I'm not saying no yet, but tell me why. Why is that important? Right. How come? What would this mean? Um, if we don't do this, how will you feel? And if your spouse can do the same thing back to you, now you start to understand the whys. You start to understand the motivations and it's just not blind choices or behaviors that you're stepping into right and then together you go okay 
we just we have to admit we can't do this for everybody so together who is most important for the both of us right that's going to be a better starting point and again it's not always easy but you have to start there so pick who you're going to say yes to second one is the second one is create a budget and stick to it yeah everyone's favorite word budget budget yay money and most people think a budget creates restrictions and um, it basically says no we can't have everything we want when you do budgeting the right way, what it does is it actually takes off all the stress of money because you're not afraid, do we have enough money to buy this? Right, exactly. Are we going to get that terrible bill after Christmas? Um, are we going to um, bounce a check? Or are we going to you know, overdraw our account or anything? When you actually budget for certain things, it now says, oh, we know we have the money for right. this. We're not worried about this. And we know how much money we have exactly. for it. Um, that was when we started doing a budget, that was really difficult because we had to actually decide what we wanted to spend money on. And Paul and I had different ideas on yep. where our money should go. And then implementing it, we chose to implement with mostly a cash based yep. system. So we use cash for groceries, presents, gifts, you know, you name it. We usually use cash for it. And implementing that was really tricky. And it took probably. For me, a good six to eight months to yeah. get used to it. But boy, it has freed me up yep. so much. I don't have to worry about if I have enough. Yeah. I know what I have. I know how to spend it. And the really cool <clears throat> thing is what doesn't get spent, I put in another envelope and save it for a rainy day. So go. we have extra things to do. But it, it really frees up. Like you can make the decision on for especially particularly for Christmas okay, we have this budget set. It means that we don't have to spend $1,000 on all these extended family members that don't that we don't see very often. We can do something less. We can do yeah. cards or something different. We don't yeah. have to. The way I describe it is, is um, buy gifts for people based upon your resources and not upon their expectations. Exactly. I actually, again, have a lot of people that I that I know that the family tradition is you buy gifts for your kids, their kids, nieces, nephews, right. step grandkids, <clears throat> and so that you're fifteen hundred dollars into the hole right there, and you can't afford that. So, like you were just saying, here is our budget, and this is what we need to do to be financially responsible, and that means. $5 gifts for everybody and that will keep us in our budget or this year it's going to be gift cards and a candy bar or whatever it right. is. And you have to run the risk of being willing to disappoint other people. But you live within your own means and after Christmas you go, there's that stress of the money now isn't isn't on our right. family dynamics anymore and we can relax. You you live within <clears throat> within your means and not within the expectations yep. of other pe that yep. other people have of yep. you. So create a budget and stick to it. Yeah, it takes all sorts of pressure off the holidays. Number three is don't try to do everything. Holy smokes! This is again, it's kind of a scarcity mindset of okay, we're now on Christmas break, so you know tomorrow morning at four in the morning we're jumping in the car and then we're gonna drive and then from there we're gonna go to the to the to the to the park with the things and then we're gonna have the dinner with the family and then we're gonna go back to the movies with this thing and then we're gonna go to the other person's thing here and now it's 12 o'clock at night and, and the kids, kids are screaming they're throwing fits and you're yelling at them because you can't get them to stop and just behave and they're exhausted yep. but tomorrow you get up and do the same thing starting right. at six in the morning 
environment because you don't want to miss out. And so you have to do one more fun thing and you pack every stinking moment of every stinking day because, again, you don't want to miss out. Right. And but- by day three, the kids are now sick. And they're whiny and complaining, which means you and your spouse are mad at each other. And, you're and then you got diarrhea in the back of the car. <laughs> and little Johnny Gross. just puked all over um, little Sally. And again, and holiday and, cheer is being spread around yep, abundantly. And, and you and your spouse are nipping at each other and snapping at each other. And it's not fun. But you don't stop because no. it's like we got to get all of our yeah. stuff. And it also kind of falls into pick who you're going to say yes. Because exactly. oftentimes it'll be... Okay, so we have to start our vacation and we have to start head down to grandma's house here. And then as soon as we've spent four days with them, we're heading to this next relative's house. And then we're spending the next with this relative. And you don't actually get any time to just be be and enjoy. Yep, exactly. Exactly. I recommend that if you have a travel day that's longer than two or three hours, the only thing you do is travel on that day. You don't try to schedule anything else. Just travel. One big event each day is kind of a general rule of thumb. Again, that doesn't require a lot of travel. That doesn't require a lot of energy. And then have a day off in between. You don't do as much, but the things that you do do. I said do-do. <laughs> my word. <laughs> the things that you do do, you enjoy better. Right. You have more fun. You create better memories and, and you, you're not right. mad at each other. You at make the end better of it. memories for sure. And your kids remember the fun things that you did as opposed to the miserable time that yep. they had sitting in the back of the car listening to everybody bicker and fight. Yep. Which leads us to uh, number four, which is? Keep a regular schedule for your kids. A lot of people have a hard time with this, but little kids especially, you know, five and under, that that regular daily schedule is what keeps number one their physical body healthy right. but their emotional um, stability in place as well and so when you keep them up at till 12 30 at night when you're um, missing nap times yeah. when you are skipping things and and now pumping them full of sugar All and spice yummy, and everything nice yep exactly uh, again that throws things off so it's actually okay to prioritize the schedule for your kids and that says guys we're not going out looking at Christmas lights with you tonight because kiddos got to be in bed at 730. And if we can get them in bed, then everyone will be happier tomorrow because the kids aren't going to be tearing up the house. And so, sorry, you guys go enjoy the lights. We're going to go and relax and put the kids to bed. Right. Your kids will thank you 20 years later. Okay. Your, Your family will members thank you. will thank you. Everyone else will thank you. Eventually. Eventually. You will disappoint grandma who says, well, I don't get to see them except twice a year and I just want to love on them. I know, Grandma, you, you, you want to love them. We totally understand. You still need to respect the kid's schedule. Right. As adults, we have the ability to um, make our own decisions, but kids don't. They have to tolerate what do we have to do. So as parents, we have to protect their world for them. Right. And as adults, we have the ability to regulate ourselves when our schedule is out of sorts. I yep. know even, so we just spent, well, I spent, what, the last week in california planning a 50th anniversary party for my parents which yep. was amazing Had a good time. but that was a week of me not being in my normal schedule yep. and it took me two days of recovery yep. now i'm an adult i have an ability to regulate myself when i'm starting to feel a little off or i haven't been in my schedule i have the ability yep. to not react not respond three-year-olds don't but little kids don't no. and so they cannot they even our need, teenagers don't sometimes sometimes right <laughs> they So little, especially particularly little kids, um, they need that, just that um, 
I was going to say regularity, but that's not. They, they you need, said regularity like I said doo-doo. doo-doo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different podcast. <laughs> you guys get what we're talking right, about. Exactly. Which actually leads to the fifth thing, which is the fifth uh, way on how to survive the holidays. Always communicate specific start and stop times. Man, we it is so it is so easy to just kind of um, schedule something and go, we'll just go over until we feel like leaving. We'll, we'll just, wing it. We'll wing it. Never, ever wing it. Never wing it. If at all possible, say we are going to arrive at two o'clock, but we have to leave at six o'clock because we got to get the kids in bed or we can only stay until so long because we're going to be somewhere else. When you put an end time, it sets up expectations early on. Again, don't do it when you walk in the house. Hey, we're here. And by the way, we're leaving in an hour and a half. Right. See ya. You have to do it early on. So as people are scheduling, go, yeah, we're coming over Thanksgiving. We're looking forward to spending time with you. We're hoping to be there between 1 and 2, and we have to get going by 7 o'clock again for scheduling to guard the kids' schedule so that we're not mad at each other, so that we have enough time for travel and 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 we aren't going to get mad at each other. We're prioritizing our relationship and our kiddos' relationship first. Right. And this also works well, too, if – because we're we're focusing a lot on kids and and yep. basing this around kids but this also works really well too if you have to go somewhere to a family member's house or something like that that you don't particularly get along with or you can only be with for a certain amount of time and then it starts to get a little bit of stressful if you can set that time yeah. before you go um you have an escape clause yeah that sounds a little no, mean that's a and rude, but it's really healthy. Um, it's always harder in the moment to say, well, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm going to leave now. Right. <laughs> right. Nobody says that. And 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 you have the ability to, to you know, have a, a cue with your spouse that if things are going well and you want to stay a little bit longer, you can do that. But it's so much better if you yeah. can set your time and say, here's where, when we're coming and when we're going yep. ahead of time. And then there's that expectation that you have the freedom to leave when you need to. That's a good one. That's a good one. Next one. Looks like um, maybe six. Oh, this one. <clears throat> wow, sounds like <laughs> ominous doom. Ooh. It feels a little ominous. <laughs> Number six is? A schedule confrontation. Holidays. Whether you like it or not, sometimes holidays end up with big old fights. Again, it's it's the the family stuff comes up. And it's not even that the family stuff anything in the moment happens. It's, it's the typical stuff. the typically the old stuff that comes yep, up. Yep. That and you didn't want to talk about and it just shows right up, right in your face and Yep. So we suggest strongly that if and when that happens with your holiday events, um have a plan already to say it sounds like this is something really, really important to you, but right now we're not going to kind of have an impromptu confrontation right now. Um, we're happy to talk about this two weeks from now after right. the first of the new year, okay? Uh, because we want to get through this resolve so we don't run into the same thing next year. Right. It's really tempting to just avoid the conflict, to skim over it, to hide it under the rug, to avoid it, to pretend it doesn't exist. Um any way possible, come back to it eventually. Right. But typically come back to it after the after the holiday season. Again, you have less of the pressure of schedules and holiday expectations and, you know, 
sometimes too much alcohol sitting around and all, right. all these things that can make it more complex. And and a good way to put it is um, it, when you're in the midst of it, a good way to put it is just to say, this is not the right time to yep. talk about this. We're here to, to celebrate. Yep. Um, and you may incur someone who wants to just go at it right then. Mm-hmm. That's really unpleasant. And you just have to make that your mantra. This is not the time. We'll talk about it later. Yep. And event, you may have to just walk out or take some time, say, walk away from the situation, um, but come back to it yep. when you're out of it and you're not in the holiday exactly. situation. Exactly. Number seven is... Prioritize immediate family members. I actually had a hard time with this one again as well, because uh, you are my immediate family. Our kiddos are, are right. my immediate family. Um, my parents are now my extended family. Your parents are extended family. Aunts and uncles, grandma, right. grandpa, those are extended family. And we suggest because because I live with Shannon and I see her every day and I wake up next to her every morning. If I want to piss off someone, I don't want it to be her. <laughs> I'd rather piss you off someone who lives further away because I want to protect my immediate family. This is now my new responsibility. And again, that doesn't mean I ignore the needs of my parents. I still want to honor, respect, sure. and, and, and care for them in appropriate ways. But I've learned that if I have to disappoint somebody, I don't want it to be my wife or my kids because they're the ones that I see most often and and I have to relate to over and over and over again. And that doesn't sound like it makes any sense at all because it would you would think that if you, it's someone that you don't see very often, you wouldn't want to disappoint them right. because it's the only time that yeah, you get exactly. to see them. The other thing that we say is never, ever, ever, ever throw your spouse under the bus. Right. Always, always speak favorably, speak kindly, speak respectfully toward uh, about your spouse or your kids to extended family, to strangers, to right. people at the party. That is not the time to, to show up and go, man, my wife is driving me crazy. Can I tell you about the things she did last last week that I don't I, I just I don't know. She I what was I thinking? You never, ever, ever talk to your spouse, talk about your spouse that way to other people. Yeah. Because that will always get back around to them. And when your spouse doubts that you have their back, yeah. when you're not guarding their reputation, when you're not guarding them as a person, um, then trust starts to get eroded in your relationship. And that leads to bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger problems. Right. So never throw your spouse under the bus. Lastly, number eight is... This one is kind of my favorite. (laughs) It's our new favorite one, yeah. (laughs) Find your own space. What does that mean? So that means if you have the opportunity to stay with family members, Mm -hmm. um, if you have your own space there. Yep. Like a bedroom with a lock. Yeah, bedroom with a lock, a garden shed outside, a little tiny house in the backyard. RV in the driveway. Right. that you have your own space yep. to and get if away. You don't, and, and if you don't, and you have to sleep on the couch with that bar right down the middle that goes in the middle of your back, and and you don't have your own space. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because it's miserable for one thing. Yep. And when you're miserable, you're not at your full potential or your full game to be able to play nice with everybody exactly. when the stress levels get up. Yeah. You uh, you may you may actually have a fantastic family that you love being with and you don't mind sleeping on the lumpy couch or whatever. And there are people out there that do just fine sure. with it, but for the majority of people I think um not sleeping well at night, 
uh, just doesn't make you yeah. able to handle just the the out of routine and yeah. and um, not chaos, but just yeah the disruption in your daily thing yes exactly and it's also nice to get just get away where it's a little bit quieter where it's just you and your wife or you and your husband again right and you can just go okay now it's just you and me right and we can just rest for a minute and you don't you don't have to be on that's that's probably the biggest thing um i i love staying with my mom and dad and they've got space and our kids stayed with them when we were down there but being, but I'm a highly sensitive person, and when I'm around too many people, too much of the time, uh, going, 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 going all the time, I need space that's quiet that I can turn off mm-hmm. and come back to my own self. Yeah. And so, being we got to do that while we were down yeah. for the 50th anniversary party, and that helped me so much to be able to be better. Yeah when I was around everybody, that I wasn't getting snappy with anybody. And it also gave me the opportunity, this is something that I really learned this last week, was to hold things loosely. If I had not had space for myself, when things that didn't go the way that I was hoping they would, or things would come up that weren't working like I thought they should or would, I was able to say, all right, we'll just do it different. I'll hold it loosely and we'll move forward. And having that space of my own, well, for Paul and I, um, really gave me the ability to do that much better yeah. than I would have. Yeah. yeah. These are the eight things, again, on how to survive the family holidays. Um, tweak them in whatever way you need to, but these are really solid, proven techniques to always make sure you're treating your spouse the best way possible. And again, you might run into a little bit of resistance or pushback from other family members. And it might even be hard for you to implement them. Oh, they were, there's a few of them on here that still are like pluck yeah. at me a little in the heart. Like, oh, I just can't do that. It's hard, but it has made me such a better person yep. to be able to give my whole self to my family yep. and to friends when around the holidays, when things are a little more chaotic than my personality can handle. Yeah. If you think that these um, eight tips are helpful and you actually wanted a printed copy of this, we have a free PDF that you can download. You don't even need to sign up for it. All you need to go is securemarriage.com. On the homepage, about halfway down, we have a whole list of our podcasts. Uh, Click on this episode and in the description will be a link to the PDF that you can download and print off and hang on to your fridge or tape it to your dashboard as you're driving along uh, the many hours to the wintry wonderland with your family. Or when you're or when your extended family asks you, why are you doing exactly. things differently? You can say, here's this here's sheet this, we're operating off yes, of Yes, we, we've got this tips exactly. that we're trying and we're going to see how it works for us. Yeah. And we can print you a copy if you'd like to try it out too. There you go. Hang it up in the bathroom so your spouse, when they come in and, you know, get ready for bed, they're going, what is this? And you're going, <laughs> this is what we need to do to survive the holidays. Because if I don't have this, I'm going to go out of my mind and I'll be the Grinch. And I don't want to be that. So again, securemarriage.com. Go to the podcast section. Click on this episode, which is how to survive the family holidays. Click, uh, click on that. And in the description is a free PDF that you can print off and download or download and print off. That's technically the right way it goes and have a holly jolly christmas yeah other than that i think that's it i think so thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you next time (laughs) bye-bye bye-bye winner winner chicken dinner
Wait. Oh, thank you. Is it you're listening to? No, welcome. Welcome thank to the you. Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less and feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore. And on today's episode, how to survive the family holidays without killing somebody or something like that. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't want to use your rendition of, you know, because you sounded like, who's that guy in National Treasure? Nicholas Cage? Yeah. That's you, <laughs> I don't sound like Nicholas Cage. That's what you sounded like when you first started. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, eight tips on how to survive the family holidays. Eight tips to survive the family holidays. Not eight tips on how to. It's cumbersome. So eight tips to survive the family holidays. Hey! We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, eight tips to surviving the family holidays. Not surviving, survive. I can say it how I want to. No! Why do I have to say it your way? Because it's the right way. The right way or a different way? (laughs) Hold it loose. The right way. You need to hold this loosely. I need to hold it correctly. (laughs) No. Do it as it's written. Eight tips to survive. Well, there is no eight tips on here. (laughs) So I did it the way I wanted to. To survive the family holidays. Fine. (laughs) We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore. And on today's episode, eight tips to survive the family holidays. You're saying it's snarky. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know that. Say it right. I did. I just got it full on right exactly what to say. Say it with the right inflection. <laughs> Come on. Fine. All right, go. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore. And on today's episode, eight tips to survive the family holidays. There it is. Was that better? That's the right uh, way. No, the <laughs> other way is going to be better. <laughs> You're oh, welcome. I hope, I hope no one listens to the bloopers. You're welcome for the very many bloopers. You can oh, thank Paul man. to this week for the bloopers. 